I'm Ashley Aiken. And I'm Chris Cerna. The wedding industry has unintentionally perpetuated a culture of chasing perfection at the cost of your relationships and mental peace. We know this because we've spent a combined 16 years photographing weddings. Together, we dive into the silent struggles of the modern engaged couple, like you. Our goal is to empower you to pop that perfection bubble, embark on the journey of self-awareness, forge your own wedding planning path, and and ultimately ultimately cultivate cultivate a healthy healthy and and thriving marriage. marriage. Ashley, I have two different stories today. I'm going to let you pick one of them uh, oh, that, okay. that you want to hear about. So you can hear about um, what Lara sent me to the store for this morning and why I was late for podcasting. <laughs> or you can hear about a run-in with the cops that I had <gasps> this Saturday. 100% a run-in with the cops. 100% <laughs> run-in with the cops. Okay. Yeah, that was kind of a no-brainer. <laughs> Yeah, way more interesting. Okay. So my brother, uh, first off, I had two brothers and then a one of my brother's best friends fly into town from Houston this last weekend to see my brother fight. Mm-hmm. He had a fight uh, that we all went to and it was great. It was a lot of fun. And so we did that. Before we did that, we had some friends come over and they were going to go see the fight too. They're like all friends of ours. And we made nachos and we had started drinking. I don't know why I'm telling you this part, but basically I was drinking from like 5 p.m. to 2 a.m. And I was the most hungry. I was the most drunk I've ever been in my entire life. Are you serious? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But it it didn't hit. It didn't hit me until like once we got home because I had pretty much sobered up from the fight. But then I just started pounding IPAs when I got home. Anyways. So we go to the fight. We get we we are driving home and. We turn onto our street, which is kind of like an isolated little neighborhood. Like, there's not much traffic that goes through yeah. it. It's only really, like, you're only going there if you're going to someone's house. It's not like a through. Like, you, you don't use it to go through anywhere else. Yeah. Well, we turn, and there are, the streets are lined with cars. And we're like, what the heck is going on? And then we, like, the way that you turn in is you go straight, and then you make a left, and then you make a right. And so... From the time we turned, like that first turn, we still had a left and a right to make. Mm-hmm. The streets were just lined with cars. And we're like, what is going on? So we finally are able to make our like way through. Like a party cars? And there is a party. Oh. There is a house party going on. Oh my God. House parties? Wait. Okay. What year are we in? This is okay, weird. I, this is yeah, weird. I don't know. I don't know. And so there were no joke like three or four different groups of like 10 to 15 teenagers standing in pods oh. outside of this house. Oh, those were the days. I know. Oh, those were I the know. days. <laughs> wow. And talk so about ch- taking you back. Check this out. So I'm a little buzzed. I'm not drunk, yes. but I'm a little buzzed. And so also, these we're kids. Also, sniffling today. I know. It's allergies, man. It's allergies. Like, uh. I got. And the, it's freezing everything's blooming. in my house. Yeah. <laughs> so cold in my house. What a weird today. time to be alive. Yeah. Anyways, okay. Um, so, so we turn onto the yeah. street and there's this car. It, we don't like the The way that our street is, is there's literally cars on the left and the right. And so only really one car can get yeah. through at a time because there's so many cars. Right. Well, this car is like stopped dead in the middle, almost at the curb. So I get up 
and I'm and I get out of my car and Larry's like, Chris, no, don't don't do it. And I'm like, no, this is ridiculous. And so I get out and I was that guy. I was like yelling at these kids to like back their car up. I need to get to my house. We live right there. And and anyways, they gave attitude, but then they backed up. And so then we had already planned to have a a little fire. Like, you know, I like having fires at night. And so we had already planned to have a fire. My brother and his friend bought s'mores and stuff for the kids to do like s'mores and stuff like that. So we were already going to do that. So we get into our driveway. I get out of the car. I get the fire started and we let the kids do s'mores. And then, and then I turn up. I like, that's when I really start drinking a lot. Um, and so we turned our music up and we had it loud. Now the crazy thing is from a sound perspective, you wouldn't have known that they were having a house party. They were like doing all of the right things aside from the 60 cars Mm -hmm. that were lining the streets. Uh And so we're out there and Lyra's like, babe, this music's really loud. Like you're going to get the cops called on us, but they're going to think it's them. And I was like, I don't care. And so granted, this was like, this was at like midnight at this point. So, all, again, like, Ashley, it's unreal. Like, I've never seen a street be as packed as it was. So, and then my, oh like... Oh, my God. The, my, like, little... The, the I care for other people part of me, you know, that's, like, very outrageous. Yeah. It's like, Chris... Like, don't get the cops calling the kids. Turn the music down. Don't make the okay. neighbors mad. It get, this, gets, this gets better. That's how it I gets am. Better. Okay, 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 okay. So I have my younger my younger brother and his friend there. They're like 18, 19. They're kind of like talking to the girls as they're, as they're walking by. And it's super chill. We're just listening to music uh, and sitting around the fire and hanging out. And the, all these kids are like walking down the street and stuff. So then the cops show up. And but they don't show up in their cars. They like must have parked yeah further and away and were walking on foot. And there were three of them. Well, because they didn't want to shock. They don't. I don't think yeah. they wanted to alert anyone. Yeah. Right. So they're walking and uh, they walk over to us because we're out there. And he's like, he's like, good evening, sir. He's like, so uh, are they having a, a house party down there? Uh, and I was like, officer, I'm gonna be honest. Like, I no, what did I say? I was like. Officer, I don't, I don't really know what's happening over there. Like, I, I don't know. We've just been here. I'm like, I'm not gonna rat him out. Yeah. And I'm like, we've just been having a fire. I'm having some beers. And they're like, okay, are you throwing a house party? And I was like, <laughs> I'm gonna be real with you. They're 100 throwing a house party over there. There's about a hundred kids in that house. <laughs> like, <laughs> I totally threw them under the bus. And then he's like, all right, that's all we needed to know. He's like, we got a. Uh, they didn't even talk about a noise complaint. They said we got a complaint that there was way too many cars on the streets right so that's where they messed up well if you think about it even you couldn't get to your house at first so yeah it doesn't surprise me that somebody would call and so then it reminded me like a a scene from super bad because the the you're outside watching this okay 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 okay. i'm watching this yeah and i was one of the cops he was like all right that's all we needed to know he goes let's roll he goes whoop whoop policia and starts like they start like making all these noises and like yelling at the kids and and stuff like that and then all these kids come pouring out of the house well even with me being as drunk as i was i still kind of had my quick wits about me so i had my bluetooth speaker right there so then i put on the bad boy song, you know, like the bad boys, uh-huh. bad boys, what you gonna, and then it was playing while everyone was running out. It was so funny. 
Uh, and then I actually threw up that night. <laughs> and that's oh. the first and only time I've ever thrown up drinking. Are you serious? And how old mm-hmm. are you? I'm 30. I've never thrown up drinking. How? I just, how? I have a pretty good tolerance. I know, really but like, how do you not, did you not drink when you were a teenager? Mm, no. Okay. Well, that's how. Although no. still, I still like, was, I still, I mean, up from well. 21 to 30, you know, like still, I think that's pretty good. I was going to say, yeah, I no still, I, I puked when Justin and I first met. I think I was 23. It was like one of our first times hanging out and we pulled up to his Vomit dad's is house. So and gross, I just man. Puked right, right outside of his dad's garage. So like if you've ever been, if you've ever been so drunk that I was calling it the teacup ride. Like, have you ever been on the teacup ride uh-huh. and you can't get off? Yeah, no, yeah. that's miserable. That's when I know, okay, I need to stay up for an extra three hours so I don't have to go to bed with this. So, and Justin can attribute to this because I think I've drunk texted him before, but whenever I get really drunk, I start drunk texting all my guy friends. Mm-hmm. And so I was tra- texting my friend Jesse and I went back and was looking at the text and it's just like, what the heck was I even saying? But I was telling him I was on the teacup ride and I couldn't get off. And he told me, he's like, he's like, do the anchor. He's like, lay on your bed and, and put, put one ba- foot yeah. on the ground. Yeah. I've never heard of this. Are you serious? I've never heard of this. You haven't been too drunk too many times in my life. Oh my no, God. I you haven't. You have I mean, to honestly. lay down and put that foot down. Well, I, I didn't know that. And I wish I would have been able to process what he was saying when I was drunk to do that. Because... That's why I ended up throwing up is because I couldn't stop. You couldn't get off the, the teacup tea ride. ride. I couldn't stop the teacup ride. Remember when I had so, vertigo for a while? Yeah. I was is that constantly what you did? on the teacup ride. No, I was no, oh, no, nothing works with oh, vertigo. But no, I was constantly on the teacup. That's what it felt like. Yeah. Yeah. Constantly on the teacup oh, ride for days. God. Days. That sounds terrible, man. Days. I don't take medicine. I don't like medicine, like prescription medicine. But yeah. I went to Walgreens. And I was like, went to the little clinic and I was like, somebody has to help me. This is terrible. It was awful. Yeah, it was, it was so so bad. So that was our, that was our little run in and, uh, and it was pretty funny. Yeah. It was really, really funny. Wow. So. And you haven't, you didn't share about any of this on Facebook. No, I didn't. No, I I, I did. I deleted the stories in the morning, but I did post them to my stories. Oh. Uh, and Yeah. I think I deleted them. A little, I know I deleted them. I so. want to say, I feel like I might have seen something of you around a fire on Instagram. That was it? Yeah. That would have been it? Yeah. And I think I was talking about that whole, that whole well, thing. Well, I feel like what the, I heard you talking about was like throwing kids under the bus, but I didn't know the context. Yeah. I don't know what I was doing that night, but yeah. I mean, you would have been up late because that was that was super, super late. So cool. now yeah. that was my, so like in December when I had my 30th birthday and I drank a ton, I was like, I'm never drinking again. That's how I feel right now. Like it's uh-huh. Cinco de Mayo and I'm like, oh, nope, I don't want to drink nothing. No. I'm good. Like, no. I don't need any more, <laughs> yeah. more anything. No, thank you. So yeah, that was, that was our weekend. It, uh, despite that, it was a great weekend with my brothers in town. An even more interesting conversation yes. is actually one of our favorite conversations uh, that we have, and really, it's a theme that maybe even the foundation. I would even go as far as to say a foundation of this podcast is a wedding why. Talking about your wedding why, and so um, Ashley, you had a conversation with a really, really, really good friend of ours who is a podcaster, 
and he talked about this concept that we've heard before, you know, in other places, but it's basically the concept that like, you know, not everyone hears every single episode. Not everyone listens to every single episode when they start a podcast. There are some people that go back and start at the very beginning, and then they'll they'll listen to the newest episode first, they get hooked, and then they'll go back and start at the beginning. Or they'll listen to the newest one, and then they'll just pick random ones that sound good to them. Uh, and so there's lots of different people, you know, different approaches. But we wanted to revisit this topic of wedding why. And kind of unpack it because we were talking and we realized even that episode, we've been sending people back to episode two, but that episode was also kind of split where we talked about how much wedding planning sucks more than I think we did wedding why. I don't know how you feel about that. Oh, same. I think that going and diving deeper into a why, especially when it's such a foundational thing that we talk about and continuously episode after episode, talk about how important it is to define your wedding why and keep that as your like North star. The fact that we didn't have just like a dedicated wedding why episode. I think there was a part of us that was like, well, we mentioned it before we've mentioned it once. So let's like, we don't want to just be redundant, but at the same time, I think that's a big core reason people are here. What, why is the wedding? Why so pivotal? Why will it make Mm -hmm. my life easier? Why do you guys say that this is the very first thing that you should do before you do anything else in wedding planning? And so we're going to dive into it. I'm, I'm, I'm excited because this is one of these things that's just, we were kind of talking about this topic before we started and it was hyping me up. Like, it's just something that just, it just excites me. That's like, oh my gosh, yes, this is why we do what we do. This is why we've started this podcast. Like we're passionate about this topic. And honestly, I really think you and I could talk about this every day to a different person to almost give them this aha moment because it's just that life-changing, I think, for people in this stage of their life. Like, it's life-changing for this stage of life that people are in when yeah, they're planning I, weddings. I totally agree. So what? let's talk first about, like, what, what, what is a wedding why? Let's define it. What is wedding why? What would you say? So I would describe your wedding why as why you are celebrating your marriage with a wedding. Like it's the reason that you're celebrating your marriage with an event, a gathering, a wedding, uh, this this thing that happens where your people come together. Uh, it's why you do what you do. Like that's what your wedding why is. And I know that that may kind of sound like redundant or like repeaty, but it's essentially the backbone of your day. It's the foundation. It's, it's your personality and your partner's personality woven together to make a together thing and then your why behind your day yeah it just gives this this purpose like so something I ask people anybody that I like come across that they just get engaged in their like starting planning and people come to me about it about just things in general and I'm like okay before you make another move Ask yourself, like you and your partner sit down. Why are you celebrating your wedding? Wait, I do that all the time. Why are you celebrating your marriage with a wedding? Like you can get married without having a wedding, right? Like you can go to the courthouse, you can sign the papers. You like, are you, what's the reason behind you choosing to intentionally have a wedding? Is it because you feel like you should? Because I think that's where a lot of people go. You when you like just you just don't think about it. You haphazardly are like, 
Well, because that's like my next step. Like that's what you do. I'm getting married. So like we're having a wedding. You, you, you meet someone, you date them, you get engaged, you plan a mar- wedding, you get married. That's how it typically is in America. Like that's kind of the process. Yes, totally. So with that, that's why, no, that's not why, but that's what makes defining your wedding why so important is that it's going to be your guiding light. Ask yourself that. Why am I celebrating with a wedding? So that's what we're going to kind of dive into today. We're going to help you like with some ideas to figure out why other than because I feel like I should. And this way you can craft a gathering that like means something to you. So Chris, when somebody doesn't have a wedding, why? What happens? What happens when they do just go with the shoulds? So I just literally just thought of this analogy right now. So I want you to imagine uh, that your engagement journey that you're on is uh, this journey that you and your partner are have just hopped on this sea vessel, this ship, this sailboat, whatever, water vessel, and you guys are taking off on your journey and you are now planning your wedding. And sometimes wedding planning has smooth days. It's sunny. It's bright. Some days uh, the, the seas are a little rough and then some days there's big storms. Um and it can be really easy to like drift when you're at sea, right? You can end up somewhere that you don't really want to be. To me, your wedding why is your anchor. It keeps you right where you want to be. You find the spot where you want to be, you drop your anchor, and your ship's not moving from there. Like that, and, and your wedding why is almost your anchor. It keeps you right where you want to be. When you don't have a wedding, why you're tossed, you're like at the mercy of the waves. You're going to go left. You're going to go right. You're going to go wherever the wind blows. And, and I want you to think about your friends, your family, your coworkers, all of their advice being the wind and the waves. They're going to take you left. They're going to take you right. They're going to say, Hey, uh, my sister's, you know, cousin, uh, did a destination wedding. Oh my God, you should totally do a destination wedding. And they're pressuring you to do this. And they're saying this all the time. And then you don't stop hearing about it. And then maybe that was never even on your radar and it's not really something you want to do, but now you're considering it. Yeah. Or maybe there's a tons of other different options, but that's just an example. Go ahead, Ashley. Right. Well, if you think about it, your relationship is wildly unique. And your decision to get married was a decision that you guys made without your friends and your family's opinions. Like you two made this decision. And so the fact that their wind and waves impact the way that you're choosing to celebrate your marriage, it just shouldn't be that way. If you think about it, your relationship is unique. And I think this is this is what inspired us to start this podcast in the first place because a, everybody struggles with it. B, nobody talks about it. And C, as wedding photographers and in the wedding industry, we see hundreds and hundreds of people, hundreds and hundreds of people get married every weekend across the country. And I bet that we could take 90% of those weddings, swap bride and grooms and guests, oh, I know and the weddings going. would be exactly the same everywhere because there is this just template because you get married you google ten like top 10 things to do when you first get married and it's like create a pinterest board it um decide on your theme decide on your guest list pick your colors 
pick a venue, pick your photographer. And like, yes, those are things to do, but everybody is reading the same list and everybody is doing the same thing because nobody yeah. is planning a wedding with heart. Guys, I don't intention. know if you understand this. Uh, and maybe you do. This is not meant to, you know, make anyone seem like they're not smart, but Google, like Google's certain keywords are ranked for certain things. And so many people are Googling the same things. How to plan a wedding. What do I do first when I plan a wedding? Everyone's going to pull up the same articles and very few people go past page one of Google. If they don't find what they need on page one, they'll change up their search words before, typically before they go to page two. I mean, like that's just kind of, and so you're right. Everyone's reading the same templates, the same lists, the same. And so all of these weddings uh, that are supposed to be the celebration of two people's love end up kind of just being this thing that you do out of obligation. Yeah. And I, it, it's, it's, it's not how it's supposed to be. Okay. So I just went the first, I just Googled the first, um, how to plan a wedding. That was what I Googled. And the first article that comes up is from brides.com. And it's actually like a really great first things to do when you get engaged. One, set your wedding budget, stick to it. We talk about that. It's important. You have to do that. It really is a good thing to do. Construct a list of wedding day priorities. We talk about that. It's a good Heck thing yeah. to do. Determine your bridal style. Yeah, they do. <laughs> Determine your bridal style. Um, this is like inspiration. So, of course, that's a natural thing to do. Go to Pinterest. Start pinning your wedding board. You know, you probably have one from like 2016 when you first opened up a Pinterest and you don't like the burlap and lace anymore. And maybe you've gone through like and a cleaning stage. And you made it private so none of your friends could see it. They didn't yes, know you don't wanna have this, wedding. Yeah, or, or you don't want ha- them to like steal your ideas. So everybody's doing this thing where they're like looking up inspiration, but guys, like you're not planning a wedding so that it's the prettiest event out there. And maybe part of you is because I think we do all part. Like I definitely planned my wedding so that my visuals, like my design would be unique. I wanted to, like I did jewel tones because everybody has been doing just like very earthy natural colors and I wanted to like try to make jewel tones work in a way that was modern and didn't just feel very eclectic and so like I was thinking how can I do this in a way that's going to look good but you're not getting married so that you're having the wedding that looks good like that's not the reason you're getting married so having like your inspiration and your design being at the forefront let's make your why at the forefront and the design comes after like when we think about Chris we just talked about this last week off call when we design our website as a business owner, don't start with the design. Start mm. with the content. It's like the heart, the yes. content. Yeah. So we as business owners, when you do a website, the best thing to do is to write your website out, map out your website. Where, How do you want your customer's journey to unfold? It's not going to be haphazard and you're not going to design a website around the design. You're going to design it around the words. The words create a website. So just like words create a website for businesses, your heart and your why can craft your wedding instead of having the design craft your wedding because there isn't heart in design. So anyways, back to this article, then it says get organized, which is important. Involve your significant other. That's important. Buy a wedding planning book. That's important. Create a checklist. That's important. Think about dates and seasons. Select a theme. Consider having an on-site wedding. Guest list. None of this 
these are all just things that everybody's doing. There's no heart here. They're just tasks. They're literally, There's it's like, a t- yes, it's a checklist. And, and, and wedding planning has tasks. There are tasks that you have to get done. But if you go and you start doing the tasks before you've laid your wedding day, why? Then you're going to end up, just like we talked about, like floating into some territory that you maybe didn't even want to end up in. But you weren't aware that there was another way. And this is what we're talking about with wedding planning is there is another way. There's starting with why. Mm -hmm. There's filling your day with intention. So like when people show up to your wedding, they leave and they go, wow, I've never been to a wedding like that. Like I I feel feel like like I know them better. Yes. I feel like that's a rare phrase for people to say nowadays. Like they go to a wedding and they're like, wow, I've never been to a wedding like that before. Because they do look very much copy, paste, copy, paste. Mm -hmm. And the weddings that I love to photograph the most are when couples, they like do things that are them. Yep. Like it doesn't feel like it's not them. They do what is them. Um, And your guests will love that. And they'll appreciate that. And you will too, more than them. Absolutely. You'll leave your wedding day and be like, I feel like I fulfilled my why. And that's kind of what we're going to harp on too. But think about this. Like, your wedding, you're pulling up this checklist. You're Googling these searches that everybody else is searching. You're watching this YouTube videos about like 10 things I wish I knew before I planned a wedding. And like everybody's watching them. But think about it. Your wedding is not a test to see that you can plan a better wedding than Sally planned. Like that is not why you're having a wedding is so that people can see how great you are at designing an event. Like this is your wedding. This is a monumental event in your life. It shouldn't be solely about how it looks or keeping up with the Joneses, you know, like weddings have become so much like they spent $10,000 on their floral centerpieces. I need to spend $20,000 on my floral centerpieces. And like, it's easy to get caught up there when you don't have this North star that is your wedding. Why? And so if we haven't talked to you into why you need to really define this, and it's important if you haven't yet, and even we've had people send us messages a lot on our podcast. They'll send us a message on Instagram. And I'm sure this is something that we can talk about too in the Facebook community. But people are doing this even after, you know, they have three months left until the wedding and they're like, wow, I heard about wedding. Why? Realized I never defined anything like that. I've never heard of this concept. And it has made us realize so many things. Like we sat down, we cut out some of the crap that like we were worried about napkins and, you know, reception signage and that she's like, but I didn't even realize like really all I wanted to do was play yard games. So why am I putting all this effort, energy and resources like money into reception signage when I should take that money instead and pivot it like DIY some signs and then pivot that money to buying some kick-ass yard games because that's really what I want to do. Hell yeah. So yeah, yeah. this is, I think this is critical I love that you said that, Ashley, because I think that since we always tell people, hey, this is the first thing that you should do, some people might think like, well, it's not the first thing I did, so this isn't for me. No, you can honestly, honestly, honestly take this and apply this to your wedding day at any point. Now, granted, everyone's things like, everyone might find themselves in a different place. And, you know, I truly- Everyone should find themselves in a different place, probably. Yes, yes. But you might, you might even find yourself in a place where you're like, wow, my day, I just realized like I've been planning my mom's wedding and oh. there might be someone out there that has like this, 
wild. They're like, man, I was trying to go like, you know, to Florida and I ended up in, you know, South America. Like mm-hmm. if you're on a ship, you know, using the ship analogy, you are just like you're way off somewhere course. You, you're way off course, somewhere you didn't think you wanted to be. You know, I'm sure there are people that are out there like you can make tweaks. You can still make changes. Um, you There's lots of different things that you can do. Everyone's got different uh, deposits and things like that. And I'm not going to ever tell anyone to cancel everything and just scrap everything. But I will tell you to go with your gut. Sit down, have a conversation with your partner, have a real conversation about like, wow, I'm just realizing we're like in this place that this isn't what we want. Like you guys will have some tough decisions to make at that point, but I want to encourage you to be brave and to make whatever decisions your heart is like leading you to do as a team. Absolutely. Absolutely. And remember your relationship is unique. It's okay. And we're empowering you to create craft and create a wedding that is also unique and reflects who you are. So like Chris said, you may be at a completely different point. Let's say you are completely done planning your wedding. You're getting married next month and you're realizing you ended up in South America and South America was not your intended path or the path you realized that you should have been on all along. And there's not really much you can do about it at this point. Get married in month. Guests planes are t- guests have booked their cruise to South America and Now, how can you make South America feel and look a little bit more like, what did you say? I said Florida. Florida. Which it probably wouldn't be that much of it. Right. (laughs) how can you make it look more like Florida or feel more like Florida? Let's, Let's go feel more than look because your feelings are more important. So maybe in Florida, you were hoping to, instead of like going hiking to on like, you know, some like Peruvian mountains or something, let's say you really just wanted to like lay by the beach and play beach ball and have beach volleyball. Well, your wedding is done. Your wedding planning is done. However, you can totally buy a couple volleyballs and make it feel a little bit more like Florida. And there are things that you can do to incorporate this. And, you know, from a realistic, realistic standpoint on where you may be, if you are already very deep into planning and lost yourself on all the things you should do and the Pinterest boards and the opinions of others, maybe it means you're just going to, I, I said this earlier, maybe you're just going to use the outdoor garden instead of for s'more pits and you don't even like s'mores. Although who doesn't like s'mores, but maybe you don't even like s'mores. Instead of ha- using those fire pits, you lay out the yard games because you guys are, like love board games. That, that's some of your favorite memories together is playing like board games and yard games. So you set up a game room out in the garden instead of a place for people to have s'mores. You know, yeah. like that could be yeah. a more realistic way of like pivoting now that you're already so far deep. One one last thing I want to add on this little topic and then and then, you know, we got other stuff to hit, but a big part of even setting your why or even coming to a place this deep in the game for some people is a mindset shift. Like understand that a mindset shift with wedding why can be just as powerful than even like a lot of the other things that have been finalized in details that have happened with like your vendors and, and your this and your that. Like your mindset shift going from like, oh wow, I thought I was I wanted to impress it. Like maybe you realized like, oh my God, 
I was keeping up with the Joneses. That's what I was doing. But you know what? That's not what this day is about. This day is about celebrating the love that I have with my partner, and we're going to get our people together. And then you walk into your wedding day not thinking about and comparing you know, your wedding to the last wedding that you went to, and you're just going to be fully present on your day. So those mindset shifts can be just as powerful and just as impactful as switching up these details at your wedding. So yeah. remember that as well. Yeah, we did a wedding for a very dear friend of mine, basically like family. And she has shared with me that she, I mean, first of all, had the best wedding day, like from her perspective, seeing her on her wedding day and how happy she was, like her bustle broke and we took her dress. Well, I don't know who actually took her dress, but someone took her dress and just like shoved it in the back. So instead of there being like a pretty bustle, we just took the back of her dress and shoved it in the back. If, if you can like picture what that is. So yes, her train yes, just yes. goes in the back. And she just was rocking her tennis shoes. Her buttons yep. are. Yeah. And she's just rocking her tennis shoes, screaming to like journey and like in the middle of this huddle. And like everybody's just going back and forth to like their, um, you know, the call, like their college song or whatever. You know how people have their college songs. They're like all going to their college song and everybody's just having the best time. And like the smile on her is just infectious. Like the. You look at her and you just think, I hope every bride is this happy on her wedding day. Then afterwards, the doubt sinks in. The, you know, she wasn't focused on her why afterwards. And she starts focusing on the way that things looked and the way that she looked and picking these parts of her day yeah. and her apart. And it like destroyed her self-esteem because mm, man, she lost her focus on the why. And when she finally like got her photos and her videos back, like she's working on rebuilding that self-esteem because it brought like her confidence. back to it's like wedding day confidence. Like yep. that day was, it was. Great. So she saw it again and it reminded her like, I did have the best time. Like, Truly, yeah. I had the best time and I started focusing on the things that actually aren't important. And that's where defining your wedding why, going into your wedding day, focusing on that why and leaving being like, I accomplished that why. That is when you will walk away and feel at peace because it can be and it will be your best day when you're focused on the things that actually make you feel something instead of the materialistic, I hope I have the prettiest day ever. Yeah. That's so good. I'm so glad you shared that because that is the reality for some people. And I love that you brought that up because it's a it's just a reminder that you may have to even refocus on your wedding why after the fact of your wedding. Like it's this continual because you're right. I think, you know, the day after your wedding is the biggest moment for doubt to sleep, to uh, kind of sink in or on the plane ride to your honeymoon, you know, like this downtime that you have when you're thinking about it. And so, you know, it's almost like you have to fight to hold on to that like joy that your wedding brought you or like comparison or doubt or worry about what other people thought will like steal it in a heartbeat. Oh, oh my gosh, 100% that resonates with me so much with myself. I just have to remember how much I even enjoyed like my reception and I enjoyed the people and the gathering and because it is, it's the day after and you know, the day is following that you just are like, did people have fun? Did they enjoy themselves? And you know what? You can only control you. 
Heck yeah, you can. Control you. So pivoting back into before we go on like a, another rabbit trail. So let's start with how can you do this? How can you define your wedding? Why? What does this look yes. like? How can I craft it? You keep talking about it. I'm sold. I'm bought in. Help me. So let's start with the like big question to continuously circle back to. And you'll circle back to this while you're in the middle of planning when you de- you've defined your wedding why and then you all of a sudden get lost in the shoulds and the opinions of others. Ask yourself, wait, why am I celebrating my marriage with a wedding? And then you're going to have the answer. So let's dive in. Let's dive in. So I think the first question that couples should ask themselves as they are preparing and as you're trying to, and these questions are to help someone unearth, right? Right. Like to unearth why they are celebrating their marriage with a wedding. It's there to help them craft their wedding why Mm -hmm. these that's these are what all these questions are going to do yeah i'm going to ask these questions yeah i'm going to ask some of these questions and then will you give some uh some examples for sure yeah okay so first ask yourself this question what makes your relationship unique what is special about you and your partner's dynamic your relationship your vibe maybe that is you guys foster dogs maybe you guys are both very compassionate people and people always comment on how compassionate you are. And you know, that's why you foster dogs. Maybe you two. Oh, I have one. You do? Yeah. Okay, shoot it. I'm thinking of, 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 of a couple very specifically uh, that is one of my couples, but maybe you're a couple that spends a lot of time at a local brewery. It's what you guys do. You're there once a week. You go there, you hang out with your friends there. You And, and that just kind of brewery environment is kind of mm-hmm. your thing and you're mm-hmm. kind of incorporating that Ooh, into your day. Maybe you're foodies. You guys love restaurants. You love to try all the newest restaurants when you yeah, go out, to, out of town. Yeah, big local people. Yep. It's your favorite thing to do is like you set your entire travel schedule around where you're going to eat. There's all of these things. What You know your relationship best. So with you and your partner, what makes your relationship a unique one? And so what are they trying to do with this information? So maybe they say like, oh my gosh, we are foodies. Like we are, that is us. Like how is this in, how is this going to help them so with how, their wedding? How wedding? this one could, like, let's say they're foodies and let's tie this in. So, you know, there's going to be more questions that are going to, you're going to start to like figure out a pattern and how you might be able to incorporate this into your day. But you guys are foodies. So instead of doing barbecue, or maybe maybe you do barbecue even, but instead or of doing barbecue one barbecue fusion. place, you do a bunch of different barbecue places. Like you do all ah. local barbecue joints and people can get their brisket or like their meat from this barbecue place, but this barbecue place's sauces are the bomb. And then this barbecue place has the best macaroni and cheese. And like you have like all of that, like you've crafted your favorite local barbecue spots. Or maybe instead of, let's say instead of barbecue, you guys decide that you're going to do a, like we are, Justin and I, for our reception, we love local. We love to shop local. We try to source everything local. And I say that as like, I'm waiting for an Amazon package to come in, but <laughs> we very much try to be very local. So we did a like local taco bar. Like we freaking love tacos so, so, so much. And so we had a local little taqueria be our caterer for our wedding because we love tacos and we love local tacos so like some people have done chipotle local was more important to us so we went local so that's how let's say if you're a food so these are like they're like a puzzle they're like 
it's each of these is like a puzzle piece and you're looking to make make like a bigger picture like yep. to make these connections to somehow figure out maybe we want to incorporate this aspect of our life into the day yeah. that's what we're doing with this so gotcha also another point with that food this um how this ties in the question overarching question is why are you celebrating your marriage at the wedding so what makes your relationship unique we're going to go the foodies route we're foodies so maybe you're celebrating your marriage with a wedding because you want to celebrate your love of, you want to share your love of food with the people who are the closest to you. Maybe that's your why. You want to celebrate your love of food. And that's the reason we're having a wedding because our relationship revolves a lot around food. So we're going to have our wedding revolve around food and have the people that we love share in that with us. For example. And here's how this, and I can totally think about, and, and you're like, well, how can you do that? There's so many different ways. You can, uh, when people arrive to the uh, ceremony, let's say it's an outdoor ceremony, you're like, how am I going to incorporate food throughout all my day? Maybe they have two different options for two different types of wine that they can drink during the ceremony. Uh, and then maybe when they show up and you're out taking photos, you have, there is a um, local candy factory that makes three different types of fudge and everyone gets a piece of fudge on the way in and they can kind of pick that and then maybe then there's like apps where people are walking around giving apps and then maybe dinner isn't as heavy because there's going to be food throughout you know lots of different food throughout so it's a lighter thing but it's still something really unique and I've seen people do nacho bars at the very end of the night. I've seen people have french fries with ketchup like at the end of the night, mm-hmm. like a late night snack, like when people are kind of in that snacky, drinky phase. Yeah. You know, like if that is your thing, you can incorporate it all the way through. Or maybe this is just one aspect that you want to incorporate exactly. into your day. Maybe and you're also, also maybe that's not something like this question, what makes your relationship unique? may not end up being part of why you're celebrating your marriage with a wedding. It may not be. Totally. So let's look at something else that we're going to we're going to be diving into. So, uh question number 2, when you think of your favorite memory together, what are you doing? And Ashley, you said this was one of your favorite questions. This is one of my favorite questions because I think that this goes to show like when you're crafting your gathering to celebrate your marriage, this can be like that foundational point of where we kind of like maybe it can be weaved into your ceremony or, you know, it. I think it's just telling. Like it's just telling for what your relationship is like when you think about your mem- your favorite memory. So maybe you close your eyes and you're like, okay, what is my favorite memory? And I'm going to give you a couple seconds to actually think about this. My favorite memory that I can think of with Justin is when we went camping for the first time and we went with my family and it was so much fun. We gathered together and Justin had never been camping before, but like he internally thinks that he's just like a professional camper, but he'd never (laughs) been camping and I've been camping my entire life. So it was also fun to have that role for me. And so what did I love about that camping trip? I loved the hiking. I loved the exploring. I loved that we sit and play card games at the end of the night around the fire and so that being a favorite memory of mine with Justin on our wedding we could and we play a lot of games so if I go for like our real wedding and what we ended up doing we our why had a lot to do with games so we can like play that's the reason I married him is because he like forces me to play because I'm a workaholic and so we played like flip cup at our reception 
or like not our reception. <laughs> it was our wedding day. We played like yeah. charades. We played flip cup. We did karaoke. Like that was a big thing that went around and it all came. All of my favorite memories with him were playing games, like all of them. He makes me play. And because of that, that needed to be celebrated. Do you have something that you can think of with you? Like when you think of what your favorite memory with Lara is and yeah. how you could incorporate that and make it part of like your wedding why? I mean, I could do you one better. I'll freaking tell you what it is and what we did to actually do it. Okay. When we didn't even realize. Okay, yeah. okay. So, I mean, every, and I, we, we didn't have this conversation and I don't know if she feels the same way, but all of my favorite memories involve us being outside, like doing, actually just being outside and sitting with our friends and family. Like some of those can be different instances, but they're always around a fire. They're always around barbecues. Like, and it's just us being outside, being with the people that we love. Like that seems to be a theme for me, at least. Like even with my family, all of my fondest memories are memories like we went camping or uh, on Sundays, my dad used to barbecue all the time. Like they're centered around family and outdoors and being outside with friends. And so we got married on her parents' property. They have like 18 acres uh, right on the Arkansas River in Derby, which is just south of Wichita. And so it's just this beautiful, gorgeous property. And there's like this slopey hill that like goes down uh, and you just have this beautiful re- view of the river. And so uh, me and her dad built these benches uh, that everyone said so it was great because I got to spend time with her dad and we got to build these benches together. And then um, we didn't invite very many people to the ceremony. I mean, it. I think we only invited like 40 people uh, and then we had a way bigger reception. But we were able to incorporate her parents' property, which is a place where we spent a lot of time outdoors together, and then actually did the ceremony outdoors and had only our closest people there. So our friends and our family. Wow. You did and it so without that even was something. Yeah. Yeah. And I just, once you said, once you asked this question, I started connecting those dots. So yeah. And that was very special to us. I mean, we got to get married in a meaningful place to us and out, outdoors, you know. Absolutely. Absolutely. So with that, that also brings back like, I think you even started this episode with you being around the fire with your brothers and you guys like drinking and enjoying that. And that's like a hobby of yours. So the next question is like, what hobbies do you enjoy together? And that's just something to get you thinking when you're having fun together. What are you doing? Who are you you with? with? I love that part of this question because for some people, I mean, this may be, maybe you have a few coworkers that you're really close with that you find that you and your partner gravitate towards that you're with often, or that when you're with them, it's effortless. Or when you think of your wedding day and you want it to feel a certain way, you're like, oh, I want it to feel the way it feels when we hang out with Lauren and, uh, Phil like oh they and then we have these other two couples that we normally hang out with so it's all four of us but we love hanging out with them and that's the vibe that we want to create that exists there like maybe that's what you want to go for and I think what when you do this exercise it kind of gives you a reference point like we want to recreate this how can we creatively do this in a way to celebrate our marriage with a wedding exactly exactly do you what is what does this look like for you? Like, what does this look like? We, well, for, so for us, when we were having fun together, we were always playing games 
and we are always with our family or like our close friends. So it's always like small group of like maybe 15 people or less and playing literally any game ever. And so for our wedding day, we had just our immediate family and played games throughout the entire weekend. And so like literally that's just what it looked like when we were having fun together, we're playing games. That's our relationship. Now when Justin's having fun alone, he might be playing disc golf, but I'm not playing disc golf together. We play games. So ask yourself that what are we doing together? Who are we with? Are maybe for you guys, when you're having fun together, you're out drinking and dancing out at the bars with like, you know, crowds, like you guys love crowds. So maybe that means you guys are going to want a bigger wedding. But maybe your favorite memories and when you're having fun together, you're in a little intimate group. Like you love when you guys, you know, some people love it when like music is really loud, you know, like they love that vibe where they can't hear anything and they just get lost in the music. (laughs) Some people hate that. And some people want to be able to be in a restaurant and they want to be able to hear the person across from them. And so think of how you can craft a day that gives you that because that's what makes you feel good. That's what makes your relationship flourish. So you may not want a DJ who can turn it the heck up because even though everybody says you should and like dancing is part of it, maybe you don't dance. Maybe you don't like to dance. So don't craft a day surrounding this dance floor when dancing is not at the center of your marriage. Yeah. And you know what? I think that that truly shows like when you have dance floors that aren't packed and they're not you know, popping and what, then you notice like the bride and groom aren't even out there. So like, is this something that they even really wanted or did they just do it because they thought they should, it's what needed to be done. Absolutely. You know, that that's really telling. Absolutely. Um, next, next thing. What are things that you both value in your relationship slash world? This is a really good one because for a lot of people and the wedding that I'm a maid of honor for, um, this summer, they both value their relationship with God. And so with that, we did this exercise together and they know that that is something that is going to be a reoccurring thing throughout their day is their relationship with God. And so for them, how can they weave and celebrate that part of their marriage? Because it is something that they value so much. For somebody else, maybe what they value is... I'm going to talk about dogs. We're just going to keep the themes kind of the same. Let's say fostering dogs. I've seen that instead of, you know, some other people, very creative people, they're incorporating their love for like rescuing animals by instead of walking down with bouquets, they walk down the aisle with puppies. And (gasps) yeah, I've seen that done on the internet internet i haven't seen that in person okay when can i photograph that one i know i know i want to hold some puppies or like okay so even if like that's obviously really cute but let's think about it from maybe a little bit more of a realistic standpoint and some of these ideas are going to be outlandish you guys but maybe you guys love like this particular rescue or you foster for this rescue and so at your reception like maybe your dogs are like the ring bearer and this means you probably are going to have an outdoor ceremony because dogs and then part of your outdoor area is you have like a few rescues that come to your wedding and there's like donation bins in front of them. So people donate and you're like in, in lieu of a gift, because yeah. let's be honest, I didn't need gifts really for my wedding because I already have everything. I've lived with my husband for like six years. 
And so in lieu of a gift, donate to which like donate to these rescues and like you get to hold puppies and like this is my way, our way of being able to give back to something that we love so much and get to share this with you guys. So we have these little puppy areas and like people get to like play with dogs and hold puppies and, you know, donate to these rescues. So yeah. And the thing that I love about this is you're, you're taking things that others may not know about you and you're, you get to put them on display. And I think that people like to rally behind things that other people are passionate about. And so maybe it is rescue you know, rescue dogs and, and things like that. Maybe it's something completely different. Maybe it's foster care, foster children, like whatever it is, you can add your values into the day. Ashley, Ashley also talked about faith and you know how people do that and, and do it into their day. The most important thing is that you're thinking intentionally about it. And it's not just what you value, but you know, you as a couple as well. So, so, so important. Absolutely. So that one was what are things you both value in your relationship and in your world? Oh, another random one is like, I saw the word world. You may, it may be like, um, you guys value like the earth or like you guys don't waste. You try to like keep your waste down and you compost and like maybe those are things that are really important to you. So you're going to have like an, a sustainable or like economically friendly wedding day which means you're not going to use plastic and you're going to you know maybe you have a compost pile out there and it says compost pile so people like put their like waste in this compost and you're kind of like allowing them to share in this that was just a really random one but i think to share into your passion exactly they get to learn more about home with a with a plant with a tree i don't know with seeds to plant yes plant something like that help the oxygen help save the trees yeah, exactly. Save the trees. Save yep. the trees. <laughs> that should be something we say. Save the trees. Hashtag save the trees. Yes. Uh, next one. How would people describe you? Maybe. I said it earlier. Maybe it's compassionate. Maybe they say you're generous. Maybe fun, spunky, hilarious. You guys are like the comedic duo. Every time you show up, you guys are the life of the party. How are people describing you guys as a couple? Okay. Okay. So I have two two things. Maybe you are that comedic life of the party fun but then maybe there's some tension with parents and and mom and dad uh have this reputation to uphold amongst their peers and they want you to have a black tie uh six course meal with a you know six piece quartet and you know this thing at the country club that really just it's a beautiful day no doubt about it like gorgeous uh but it's just not reflective of who you are and who people would say that you are, you know, it's like, this isn't you guys. And you would probably feel like it's not you. Like these are the tough things to kind of weigh and consider. But I think these are very real scenarios that could play out with people. Oh, or totally. You're the quiet, reserved um, couple that people don't think are going to throw a rager, but you try to, and it just doesn't go that way. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm, we have an episode, I feel like, uh, is it You Have Permission to Say No? Go check out the You Have Permission to Say No episode. Next question. What inspired you to get married? Why are you celebrating your marriage with a wedding? Maybe. Inspiration. Exactly. Maybe it was your parents' marriage that inspired you to get married because you want your wedding or your marriage to emulate theirs. Or maybe it was the opposite. Maybe they didn't have such a great marriage and you are 
destined to create your own marriage that, you know, their marriage doesn't define how your marriage will be. Or maybe it's your faith. Maybe it's your future children. Like for Justin and I, well, what inspired us to get married, if we're being completely honest, is the fact that we wanted to buy a house and we couldn't buy a house if we weren't married and we've been together forever. So that's like for some people, they're like, wait, you wanted to buy a house? That's what, Yes, that's what made it make sense. We needed and we'd always said we would get married if there was ever a point that came up that it made sense for us to take that next step to get married. Yeah. And that was the point that made it make sense. It was a lot yeah. easier to buy a house when you're married. <laughs> and so yeah. we did. What inspired you to get married? Well, Lara was freaking hot and I knew I had to lock it down. So <laughs> well, I did that. And your faith, like marriage was like very pivotal in. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was a big, faith was a big part of, you know, the reason why we wanted to, to take that step. And, um, I, and I think all of us, you know, we just also could see ourselves just like, we knew we were each other's person. Yeah. Like it, it was just, it just felt like wow this is it like this is the moment where we know like this is a person that I could spend the rest of my life with so why why wait around trying to find this other person that and I you know this is kind of a little rant but I don't believe in the one like I don't believe that there's one person for everybody like mathematically logically if you believe that okay but I'm about to pop that bubble because if one person chooses wrong then it is successfully thrown off the whole world uh by one person choosing wrong to, so I that's a really great point and reminds me of like that um MTV show are you the one because like if the oh, one, yeah. one person chooses wrong everyone's screwed yep. so that and plus it's like how does your one end up in the same city as you that's like the weird, right. that's the thing for me like how how like logically but I do think that like it's it's all about compatibility and there's like yeah and, but so many people are similar and anyways, I mean, one. ultimately at the end of the day, it's you finding someone. And I think asking yourself the question, could I choose to love this person day in and day out, even if the things that I hate about them the most and, and am annoyed with them the most never change. Like yep, cause they if won't. they never change, could I still, yeah, you're right. <laughs> they Justin won't. Like still they're, will they're not throw in trash in the trash can. Like it has to be above the trash can. It doesn't go in the trash can. It goes on top of the trash can. Oh my gosh. That's so funny. Yeah. It'll never change. So what inspired you to get married? You You got it. So, and these are all questions that, that do this. So this next part that we're going to transition into. This is going to be more of, so you answered all these questions. You dove into what makes your relationship unique. These are going to be some rhetorical questions to let you sit and envision now that you've kind of thought about these things, what your perfect wedding could look like. And I want to take that wedding word out of it because wedding comes with a lot of shoulds and a lot of boundaries that you feel like you can't cross this boundary because now it's not a wedding. I want you to ignore that. This is the, this is a perfect imaginary scenario. Okay. So I want you to close your eyes. If you're driving, don't close your eyes, but I want you to think about, and we're going to have a couple seconds in between so you can just picture it. So let's picture your perfect gathering. With all these things in mind, where is your perfect gathering happening? Is it inside? Is it outside? Is it at your favorite museum? Is it at a beautiful venue? Is it at a church? Is it around a fire? Where is it? When is it? 
is it in the fall, winter, summer? Is it in the evening? Is it during the day? Are there twinkling lights above you? Are you inside with a fireplace going? When is it? What are you eating? Are you having hors d'oeuvres? Lots of little plates? Are you being served a six-course meal? Are you getting food from a buffet and then going and sitting around fires? Are you going up to a food truck, getting food and then standing around in circles? What are you eating? What are you listening to? What sounds going on in the background? Is it live music? Is there a band? Is it your favorite 90s throwback jam playlist? Is it instrumental classical music? Is it folk? What are you guys doing? Are you playing the yard games? Are you petting the dogs? Are you throwing frisbees? Are you playing poker around tables? Are you just eating around a huge family-style dinner table? Are you drinking? Are you mixing new drinks? Are you playing games together interactively? What are you doing? And who's all there? Do you, do you see a big group of people? Do you see 10 or 15? Do you see everyone you've ever met? Are your grandparents there? Are there kids? Who's there? Now that you have this picture of what this looks like, most likely your brain has kind of already like put these things together and you're kind of like surprised that you already had a vision without having to think about it. It's like, what is my perfect day? And all of a sudden you see like a starry night or all of a sudden you see the mumblings of like a coffee house and you guys are all in this like dark wooded coffee house. Like your brain will picture this and there will be like this gut instinct of what it looks like. So you've got this vision of what it looks like. And earlier we talked about why are you celebrating your marriage with a wedding? Defining your why. What makes your relationship unique? What hobbies do you enjoy? What do you guys value? If we can bring these two things together, that is your wedding why. Maybe it's to share the experience of our cultures with food underneath a starry night sky. That is our purpose. So when we, that's our guiding light. We've brought these two things together, your vision and your why. That's your North Star. If something is coming up that doesn't align with that North Star, that statement, that why you're celebrating with a wedding, don't let it be something that steals your joy. And that is something that determining your why can help you avoid is making decisions and doing all the things that you quote unquote should be doing when really all it's actually doing is taking away the fun of what this season in your life should actually be. I feel like I just went very like, <laughs> Dude, <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now, <laughs> I feel so light <laughs> and just like good. 
I was just sat there and I closed my eyes too. And I just, it was very calming, very peaceful. I'm here for it. I dig it. Dude. I loved every second of that. And I was like, I may just not say anything the rest of this <laughs> podcast episode because that was freaking great. For real. For real. Well, I'm really glad because that means that other people will feel that way as well. So I, I really love that. I really love everything about that. And guys, that may have felt a little woo-woo. And I think a part of it is. But I think there's power in woo-woo. Like Same. you're using your imagination is essentially what you're doing. And you're creating a reality that you would love to live in. A rea- uh, um, You're creating this world that you would hope would become a reality on your wedding day. Yeah. Um, and if your partner's up for this, do this with them too. Like, I think this could be, and you guys may come to a place to where you're like, wow, like I was hyped for this other day that we were planning or kind of had in mind, but look, what if we went this direction? Mm-hmm. It just allows you to dream. It takes the barriers off of like what you think your day should be and kind of sets it up for, man, it, it just gives, it throws out possibility and puts it out there. And it's like, this is possible. We could do this. And the only thing that might be stopping us is, you know, I don't know your reasons, but there there could be some things, but I can guarantee you, you can probably overcome all of those. Yeah. And so after you've defined it, after you've, you know, gone through this exercise, you've answered the questions. And by the way, we're also going to link to the PDF that, who's the author of the book? Karen Ann Hopkins. Yeah, we're going to link to, so she's actually giving away this book in PDF format. That's basically, what's it called? Wedding with Intention. It was what inspired me to create a wedding that I did that's very like different and crazy. But she inspired that within me, lit that light within me, which then allowed Chris and I to light this light within you. So we're just a bunch of bright lights. And so, yeah, we're going to link that PDF in the show notes. So be sure to go look for it there. But once you've shared it, once you've, you know, processed through all this stuff, or once you've gone through all of it and you've planned it out, you need to share it, share it with everyone, share it with your best friend, share it with your coworkers, share it with your parents, please parents, parents, share parents, it with parents. your parents. Because what this is going to do is like, it's letting people know, hey, I've thought this ahead. I know what I want to do. I have a vision. And a lot of times I think people offer ideas because they don't know if you have any. Or maybe you voiced, I don't know what to do. And so that's an invitation to some people like, hey, I'm just, I just want to help. You know, Most people truly just do want to help mm-hmm. who are providing their, um, I guess, their advice yeah. you know, and their suggestions. It, there is good heart and good intention behind it. Absolutely. Defining your why and sharing it with people will allow you to overcome a lot of obstacles that naturally come up. Like when figuring out your guest list and who's invited and who's not, and your parents are inviting their coworkers. And let's say you have done this exercise and figured out your why and seen your vision. And it doesn't involve inviting 350 people that you've ever met in your life and your parents have ever met. And so by sharing this why early on or as early as you've defined it, you have like ground to stand on. Like this is the why. This is why we're celebrating with a wedding. And as much as I love your friend, Tina, we don't really want to invite Tina because- Get out of here, Tina. Go away. (laughs) Bye, Tina. So anyways, it'll give you just that foundation and that light 
or that ground to stand on so that people are also like they can get on board with you. That's how my parents immediately got on board as I was like, this is what we want to do. And they're like, cool. okay, we have nothing to say because you just gave me a really good reason and I can't rebuttal it. So most parents want to most parents want to help you make your dreams come true. Not all. I know not everyone has great parents, but I would say that most parents truly do want that for you. And by you voicing it, especially to them, they can become your advocates with that as well. And and they'll understand why you're making. Most parents want to know why. Whenever Sterling does something that I don't agree with, I'm like, why? Just tell me, why did you do that? And he's sick, so he's like, Duh, I don't know. But you're an adult and you do know why. So just tell your parents why you want to do the things that you want to do. And it will just help them understand. Absolutely. So if you have found this episode helpful, please let us know. Join us in our Facebook community. You can find it, the Bridal Breakdown community on Facebook. It's a fun Facebook group. We are going to work on interacting all the time with you guys. I hope you guys can share your wins and what's going on in your world and your struggles. And we're all here together in this phase of your life where people just get what you're going through. So go ahead, go find us on Facebook, leave us a review on Apple iTunes or wherever you're listening to your podcast. And do you have anything else? No, man, you covered it all. I'm still feeling light from your little like pep talk (laughs) that you gave, but man, uh, one more thing on the bridal breakdown, uh, the bridal breakdown community. Like I'm so stoked for that. And we got some great things uh, planned out to really develop a community. You know, it, a community doesn't just you, anyone can start a Facebook group and, um, and start it, but that doesn't mean it's actually going to be a community that takes on a life of its own. And so that is our goal. That is what we're moving towards. And man, if we're going to dream about a future, like I can just see this community turning into this place that grows into something that is so far beyond you and me leading it. It just takes on a life of its own and becomes this, uh, this oasis. Yes, the support group for couples uh, or for people who are planning their wedding. They can go in. They can vent and have others lift them up and encourage them and give advice. Like, not just us because we're by no means experts. We just have a desire to help people be better. Absolutely. Uh, And so, and I think that I can see it being that community being a place that's like that as well to where it's just this fun, positive, great vibing Facebook group to exist in. Absolutely. So go check it out. And uh, and that's all we have for you guys today. That's it. We'll we see got you nothing else. on Friday. See ya.